Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. We feature nfl betting but we are always available for any betting you've come to the right place if you like to make wagers just like the right place to make those wagers is betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts using the promo code podcast one he's the star of the show steve fezzik at fezzik sports on twitter hello steve how are you ross steve i'm fantastic and i'm very much by the way Looking forward to you peeling back the curtain a little bit as it relates to the NFL. And is it CG Technologies that already has the lines up for every game? Correct. Formerly Cantor Gaming. Changed their name. Yes. So now it's just CG Technologies. So you're going to tell us kind of what, how you've already bet it, which is interesting. Are they the only one that does that, Steve? Do other people end up, end up doing that? No. What other, Sportsbooks typically do is they'll put up games of the year, or G-O-Y for short, GOYS. So they'll take like three or four games each week typically, but only CGT puts up lines on every game through week 16. They do avoid the ultra-tricky week 17 lines. So, and and like a lot of these things, Steve, like we talk about with betonline.ag and when we have Dave Mason on here, a lot of the reasoning or logic for doing it is sort of the marketing and the attention they get for doing it. Probably low limits and probably, I don't know how many people actually do it, but, you know, it's interesting, it's different. And so uh, I want to get into some NBA stuff first, but when we get your kind of tips on that, they're already kind of getting what they wanted out of it, right? Which is that we just mentioned CG Technologies because they're the one that has the lineup for every game. Exactly correct. They would be thrilled if they just broke even on the wagers that they took over the next four months and got lots of PR from it. So before we get into that, though, um, I know I want to talk NBA Conference Finals with you because it's interesting. The Western Conference is over already, and the Eastern Conference now all of a sudden is 2-2. So I want to find out what you're thinking now and what the options are there. Before I do that, though, I don't know if you've had a chance to check it out, Steve, but CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, 
It is really, really cool. If you haven't seen it yet, it's the free 24-hour sports network that's built for fans like you and me. It's just the highlights, the analysis, the instant game reactions, the stuff that people like about the game, not the political and social issues like on other sports networks. And here's what's really cool. If you like placing bets and if you listen to Even Money Podcast, you do. They talk about that a lot. Or if you like fantasy stuff, they talk about that a lot. They're always dishing out their top picks and advice to help you win. So check out CBS Sports HQ. It's always on. Always free. No need to pay a subscription free fee or have an expensive cable package. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Fire TV, Roku, or Apple TV to start watching today. Uh, before we even get, Steve, into the NBA Conference Finals, I know there was something Lakers-related that you told me right before we started the show that you wanted to chime in on. Yeah, we have a jam-packed show, lots of content here. Let me go quickly with the Lakers. Talk about mismanagement of rosters. Ross, I want to make the case that the Lakers should be heading to the NBA Finals if they had just kept the players that were already on their team. I want to compare Milwaukee's current team to what the Lakers team could have been. Uh, Let me go ahead and start at center. Uh, Brooke Lopez, he plays for Milwaukee. He played for the Lakers. Back in 2018, that's a wash. I'm going to compare Giannis to LeBron. I'm going to give Giannis a tiny edge over LeBron. Other forward, Chris Middleton for Milwaukee, compared to Julius Randle, former Laker, averaged 21 points for New Orleans. I'm going to give Milwaukee a tiny edge at that forward position. So two tiny edges to Milwaukee. But let's talk guards now, Ross. So two best guards for Milwaukee, Brogdon and Bledsoe. Look at who the Lakers let get away. Lou Williams, well, he was the best player for a Clipper team that won 48 games. Lou Williams is better than both of Milwaukee's guards, as is D'Angelo Russell, former Laker guard, who was Brooklyn's best player and leading scorer, Brooklyn, the playoff team. So the former Lakers were better, clearly better at both guards' positions, slightly inferior at the forwards and with the same center, Milwaukee won 60 games. Wow, did the Lakers mismanage their roster. Wow. Steve, that is real. Has that been, have people been talking about that somewhere else? Because I hadn't even thought of that, realized that. That is really interesting. I got to give Brad Powers over at pregame, my buddy that I work with, credit for coming up with um, the initial idea of these former Lakers. And then we just, uh, together, we went ahead and put together that summary. That, now, none of those guys were traded or let go or whatever to bring in other guys. It's all like they they, they really could have had all those guys. Uh, the one guy that they probably had to let go was D'Angelo Russell because he had uh, a locker room feud issue with back with Swaggy P and was um, apparently compromised in the locker room. But um, aside from that, they certainly could have retained all the other guys. Wow, man. That is that is crazy. Okay, so my question, Steve, um, is there something to bet about the Lakers right now <laughs> with their with their dysfunction? Well, we're waiting to see what the season win number that's going to come out because obviously they're still trying to get Anthony Davis and trying to get free agents. 
Um, but the problem with Magic going ahead and throwing the general manager, Palinka under the um, uh, basically saying he got backstabbed, that's going to be more difficult now for the Lakers to attract free agents. What should the Lakers' season win number be, Ross? They were 48 was their season win number last year. They only won 37 games. Uh, I am not optimistic about the Lakers being able to become a playoff team um, if they aren't able to get a big-name acquisition. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, they got to be all in on Anthony Davis, you would imagine. It'll be very interesting to see how that unfolds. Speaking of the NBA, Steve, it really is amazing. There's been a, a video going all around on social media where Charles Barkley said he didn't think that the Warriors would be able to beat the Rockets or the next series, uh, let alone the next series, without Kevin Durant, and they're 5-0 and since then. It is amazing, Steve, that he, he's arguably the best player in the NBA. He's certainly one of them in Kevin Durant, and yet they haven't lost since he got hurt. And I know somebody said it, it's his worst nightmare. It's not his worst nightmare, but it's definitely not a good look for Durant. Yeah, let's not talk 5-0, and and we could talk 6-0 and if you want to count the quarter in Game 5 that Durant was out against Houston. Let's talk 31-1, and Ross. 31-1 and is Steph Curry's record the last three years when he plays and Durant does not play. Uh, that's pretty amazing that um, Golden State could be that effective um, with Curry and without Durant. As it turns out, if you go all the way back the full three years, it's uh, 90% Golden State wins when Curry plays and Durant is out. Well, when both play, they only win 78% of the time. Still very good. When Durant plays and Curry does not play, Golden State only wins 61% of the time. So Durant's as good as Curry, but in the Golden State system, it is Curry that is critical, not Durant. Unbelievable. All right, so... Golden State's already through into the finals, and it's 2-2 Bucks raptors which I think a lot of people are surprised by. I know I, I saw people saying after the Bucks rallied to come from behind in game one that that series was already over. Evidently not, Steve. So what do you have for us for, let's start with the Eastern Conference. That's the one still going. Yeah, so I went through, uh, I did not watch game four, but I went to the box score and I said, oh, I'm sure Toronto just shot lights out. And that's probably why they won that game and it's an aberration. And that wasn't the case. There wasn't that big of a difference in terms of the shooting percentages. Toronto's much maligned bench finally showed up. These guys who um, were supposed to be a strength for Toronto have been total stiffs and busts throughout the playoffs including Fred Van Vliet, who was averaging 11 points in the regular season and four points throughout the playoffs. And Van Vliet finally showed up, went five for six last night. So the Toronto bench emerges. Kawhi Leonard, the concern was he was limping around. Was he going to be 100%? He played another fine game. So still think Milwaukee is going to get through. But I got to tell you, I, the last two games, have lowered Milwaukee's power rating. I had Milwaukee rated above Golden State after their Game 2 win that's with, above Golden State without Durant. 
Uh, I no longer have that as the case, and Golden State is back to becoming a prohibitive favorite versus Milwaukee in the finals, even though Kevin Durant, i got to tell you, Ross, I'm not sure he's coming back. I mean, I'm not sure he's coming back next year for sure. I'm not sure he's coming back this year. He has a grade uh, two calf strain, apparently. They have not disclosed that. However, a grade one calf strain is supposed to put you out seven to ten days. It's been more than ten days. Durant's still out. And a grade two cast strain is supposed to be four to six weeks. Well, if that's the case, his four-week mark since his injury would not be until game four of the NBA Finals. Right. And I know that uh, Dr. David Chow, who joins the Ross Tucker football podcast at times, said even if he does come back for the finals or part of the finals, he'll, he won't be 100%. And frankly, it doesn't really seem like they need him. I know a lot of people that thought there's no way they can beat the Bucks without him. I mean, before the conference finals started, Steve, weren't the Bucks like the odds-on favorite? Or maybe they weren't, but I know a lot of people were, were, were saying they thought the Bucks were the best team. Yeah, some people were saying that, but Golden State was still favored to um, the, the number one choice to go ahead and win the title. But things really have changed now and that the projected line is for Golden State to be a significant prohibitive favorite against Milwaukee in the area of like minus 190 is the last number that I saw. So um, the public sentiment has soured on Milwaukee the last two games, and obviously nothing Golden State did against Portland is hurting their power rating. Here's a question for you, Steve. So right now, what, what do you go ahead and what do you, what do you do? I mean, what, what, where do you bet right now when it comes to the NBA? Like, if, I don't know if you made any bets or you would, but what, what are a couple bets that people could consider? Well, I was considering betting on the Bucks in their hypothetical here in the finals against, the, um, against Golden State. But I got to tell you, um, based upon what I've seen just in the past three or four days, I'm not enthusiastic about it, and the Bucks current number, I just looked it up, plus 180, should they go ahead and face the Warriors, Warriors minus 220. And another reason that I'm concerned about is this Draymond Green resurgence. Green was a complete stiff during the regular season, averaged just a little over seven points, a little over seven rebounds. He's a guy that was always a double-digit guy. He was part of the big four, and he was hardly worth anything. Over the regular season, the general manager got on him, said, why are you so out of shape? He had, uh, Draymond Green had a recurring toe injury. That finally healed. He got in shape. He lost 23 pounds, and Green is playing out of his mind. He averaged 16.5 points against Portland, three, uh, two straight games with a triple-double, and that's another reason why Golden State is playing so much better of late. Wow, that, that's a really good point, um, and I agree with you on that, Steve. So, okay, interesting. Um, my next question, let's dive into the NFL a little bit, and people know, of course, betonline.ag is the place to go for all of your NFL bets uh, or the NBA bets or the NHL bets right now. Just go to betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1, you get a 50% welcome bonus. So you might not be a St. Louis Blues fan or a Boston Bruins fan, or you might not be a Golden State Warriors fan or the Bucks or the Raptors, but you're a fan of money and you can make some money by being on the right side at betonline.ag using that promo code 
Podcast One, BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook expert. So, okay, Steve, obviously we're not going through every game, every line, but you have sort of a method when it comes to CG Technologies or a company like that coming out with a line for every game. What is it? Yeah, so uh, two messages. One is I like to broad strokes take a look just at every team and what their spreads are, and you can make a quick uh, conclusion about how their year is going to be. New England is favored in every game but one. They're at Philadelphia. They're one-point underdog. So every expectation New England's going to be really good again this year. they got an easy schedule. When I say really good, they're going to have a really good year. And the Arizona Cardinals, Ross, get this, 16 games. Week one, they're a one-and-a-half-point underdog against Detroit. They better win that game because every other game, they are a three-point underdog or more. Arizona is an underdog in every game this year. Does not look promising for the Arizona Cardinals. That's interesting because I, I guess I would just think there's a pretty good track record for young quarterbacks, Steve, that can really run. You know, being able to to manufacture four to six wins at least for their team. You know, you think about the Lamar Jackson impact last year and RG3's rookie year. A little different when Kaepernick, he wasn't a rookie, but when he first started. I just feel like, you know, the question I guess I would have about Arizona is how willing they are to get Kyler Murray. It's a little different when it's the number one overall pick. And now that we've seen what happened to RG3, I'll be really curious to see how willing they are to get Kyler Murray involved in, in the quarterback run game. You know, he's not a big dude. How many design runs does Kingsbury call for him, you know? Or is it just him scrambling when nothing's there? Because he's probably going to have to behind that offensive line. Yeah, and we saw that with Lamar Jackson, that he was extremely effective because he ran so often, and he was able to withstand all those hits and, and run double-digit attempts. You just can't feel that they're going to be willing to do that with Murray, though, the number one overall pick. Yeah, so okay, so, that, so that's, that's number one. Patriots favorites in all, Arizona underdogs in all but one, Patriots favorites in all but one. Is there something actionable there, Steve, in your mind? Well, I think that, like you said, um, you're bullish on Arizona. So um, instead of betting Arizona over five wins, I think you'd be better off just going through their schedule and finding select spots that you liked and backing them because they are, of course, prohibitive underdogs in um, the vast majority of their games. That's a good point, that if you just took them um, in certain weeks now, what are the limits on those, Steve? So $1,000 limits, and what, what's nice is that oftentimes books will say, oh, well, we're taking 1000 then you go there and you ask, start asking for bets, and then you're, you're told, no, the limit's only 500 on that game. I know I've gone and fired on several of these, no problem. They are indeed $1,000 limits. Got it. Okay, what else do you have for me? What else? Now, now wait a minute. Did you, 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 so we're talking about how you peel back the curtain and decide to place bets. Did you do anything with the Patriots or the Cardinals? I did not bet on either one of them or any one of their games. I'll tell you one team that I did bet on, and this is curious because I think the Cleveland Browns have become a complete public darling. They're the number nine pick to win the Super Bowl right now at around 15 to one. And there's a little bit of irrational exuberance on Cleveland, in my opinion. Having said that, 
I looked at some of these Cleveland lines that are up on these games of the years, and for whatever reason, CGT is pessimistic about Cleveland, not optimistic. So they shaded their lines against the Browns in many of their games. So even though I'm not overly optimistic about Cleveland, frankly, Ross, I think I got bargains on a bunch of Browns games, including, as an example, week four, Cleveland's at Baltimore. I think Cleveland's going to be significantly better than Baltimore this year, and Cleveland was a a three-and-a-half-point underdog. So I bet on Cleveland in that game. And, in fact, there were several games where I I thought that uh, the value was on Cleveland to back them, even though I wasn't expecting to make those bets. Example, week six, Cleveland hosting Seattle. Cleveland was minus one. Uh, I think Cleveland's better than Seattle. So laying one with the better team was an absolute no-brainer as well. Got it. All right. So that that's interesting that they're not as high on Cleveland as as other people are. Anything else, Steve, jump out at you when you look at, well, at the line? Anything anything surprised you or anything else that you thought, man, I gotta I gotta get in on this? Well, there's one line week two I want to talk about, and this goes back to pulling back the curtain and just looking for lines that frankly I just think are mistakes. Um, Denver is a team that's always good early in the year. For whatever reason, teams are a little bit um, not in game shape, and when they have to go to altitudes week one or two in Denver, uh, that's been a subset that Denver's been really good in. So I'm sure CGT and their computers are aware of that. So Denver is hosting the Bears week two, and because of that, you want to shade that line towards Denver. But I think CGT went crazy with the line they shaded here because they made Denver the favorite in that game. They have Denver as a one-point favorite, and I couldn't believe it because I know it's a bad spot typically to go into altitude. But the Bears play Thursday night against Green Bay. They're the opening game, so they're going to have 10 days between week one and two to prep for the altitude and be fresher. Denver plays Monday night, and so Denver has a short week before they play week two, so I would make the case the spot certainly does not favor Denver. It favors Chicago. Chicago's not just better. They're way better than Denver. Um, Chicago is a likely playoff team supposed to win nine and a half games. Denver is still in a rebuild and probably is going to go like seven and nine. And the bears were the underdog Ross plus one. Gimme, gimme, gimme. That was the, the bet that stood out the most to me as a really good wager. How many, uh, how many did you make total? Do you know, do you remember? I've got about eight of them. Yes. And it'll, it'll go up and up. Got it. So you'll so you'll keep. Um, so explain that to me. Like, why didn't you do more? Or you just as as you look at it more, you'll do more moving forward. Yeah, I haven't done all my NFL work. So basically, I went through and any line that I said, oh, well, that line's just way off. I went ahead and bet. And then there's some lines that I said, you know, I kind of looked that way, but let me do some more research and see what happens here with the the news that's coming out. And um, I'll go ahead and selectively be making bets throughout the summer. You know, just sometimes all it takes is just like one little Washington Redskin injury that normally wouldn't move the needle. And I'll say, oh, let me look at which game I was looking to bet against Washington. And if they lose a starter, that would be enough to push me over to go ahead and make that wager. My question would be, how much movement is there once the lines first come out? And from when they first come out, and how much movement will there be, you think, over the coming weeks and months? Like, you know, through um, 
OTAs, mini camp, training camp, etc. Yeah, you'll typically see the lines move as much as two and a half to three points. These um, obviously are virgin lines that, um, depending upon the news that comes out, can move significantly. And certainly what can happen is that one team can just get absolutely socked with injuries throughout the summer where it would not be unusual that you'd see every one of their lines move a point or point and a half against them if um, there was bad news coming out on a certain team. Right. Well, and, and we're already kind of getting into injury season, Steve, with, you know, Reuben Foster going down for the Redskins. Uh, they had high expectations for him at linebacker. How about even just the Bills that, you know, they signed a bunch of free agents. And their center, Morse, and Cole Beasley both had core muscle surgery. Uh, Tyler Croft, their starting tight end, broke his foot on Monday. I mean, to have three of your, like, five free agent signings have injuries or surgeries already. Now, the good news is I think that they should all be back by the opener, but it's still not good. I mean, it's still not a positive when guys are having surgery and not out there practicing and they're coming off of an injury. I don't know many people that felt like it was a good thing to be coming off of a surgery in the offseason. Yeah, let me ask you, when you're part of a um, camp and you're seeing guys go down around you left and right, does that start messing with you mentally that you're worried, wow, are we cursed? Am I next? Or is it really a non-issue? Um, I don't think you think cursed, but you do kind of wonder what, what's going on here. I can remember when I was in Buffalo, we, there was at least three of us offensive linemen that had back surgeries the same offseason. And I remember thinking, that's not right. I started thinking about what we were doing weightlifting-wise and what you know could have potentially contributed to it. Um, so I guess you think that a little bit, but not really, I would say. Steve, I do want to get um, into one email question, and I do want to highly encourage our listeners to hit us up with some email questions. Ross at RossTucker.com. Uh, send it any question you have, and I'm telling you this much, if you take advantage of any of our sponsors like CBS or betonline.ag, certainly, and send it to me, or if you just rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app, I guarantee that Steve will read and respond to your question. Here you go, um, Steve. This is from Todd Pierce. Hey, Ross, I've heard you and Steve talk before how the season win total numbers for all NFL teams get inflated as people are inclined to bet the over on their favorite teams. Question, I've noticed the juice is also skewed on the over for most season win totals for teams as well. When the juice is taken into account as well, how much more does that increase the theoretical skew to the bookmakers' overs? Does it increase the overall number of total wins for all teams by another win or two? Thanks, and look forward to the pod each week. Great stuff, Todd in Colorado. So the the books leaning to the over plus the juice, you know, does that, in, that it, does that equal a full game? Is it a half a game? What do you got, Steve? Yeah, it's much less than a half a game, but it's an excellent point that if you've got every team lined at eight wins, let's assume all the teams were exactly equal. So you would make them all eight for their season wins. And then as your email um, inquiry 
says in general they're going to move the VIG towards the over on average. So you might see over eight minus one thirty take back under eight plus a dollar ten. So a twenty cent move in the vigorish for every ten cents. Well, let me stop. For every fifty cents that you move the VIG that you got to pay. So fifty cent move would be over eight lay a dollar sixty. That would be worth half a game. So I'd be indifferent between playing um, over eight and a half minus one ten or over eight minus one sixty. So when you've got the VIG at say an over eight minus one thirty, when I'm entering it into my spreadsheet, I just call that eight point two. That's how many games that team's supposed to win. Now I know they can't win exactly eight point two, but you get where I'm going. So when I enter that fractional number in for every team and I look at the average for each and every team, I wind up getting about eight point one five is the average number being dealt. And so that's pretty significant that You'd say, well, on average, the teams are only going to win eight games, but I'll make the case it's less than eight because with the overtime rules, overtime only goes 10 minutes. I would expect a couple ties as well. So 7.9 is actually a better number. It sounds trivial, 7.9 versus 8.15, but that's actually very significant such that putting a bow on this, you should be looking to play select unders, unders for NFL season wins and make way more wagers on unders than on overs. Steve, this is the insight and the reason why you are the man. 8.15 is your answer, Todd. Man, I love it. Absolutely love You guys have great questions. Please come up with some more and send them to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. I'll ask them for Steve right here on the show. That'll do it, though, for today's Even Money podcast. You guys know you can send in the emails. You don't even need to take advantage of any of the sponsors that are on the sponsor page at RossTucker.com, even though you should. You can just purchase something through the Amazon banner ad on the homepage, or you can go ahead and just rate and review the show, which is really easy to do. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this weekend. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.